PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries in Smyrna, Delaware, and we are going to be bringing you weekly sermons and our midweek services, as well as podcasts and interviews that we think are going to empower and enrich your life. When you're done listening, feel free to share with someone else, because you never know what impact the word may make. Be blessed. To Galatians 2 and 20. Galatians 2 and 20. If you have the ability to read along with me, I would appreciate it. For those of you who are in our virtual um, service, would you just put that in the chat in case somebody comes later? Galatians 2 and 20. I'll be reading from the Amplified. And you can read from any version that you want that works for you. And in the Amplified, it says in the 20th verse, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. Somebody say, Christ is living in me. The Messiah lives in me, and I live, and the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. By adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. I'm going to read that one more time. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. That's a happy space right there. I didn't have to be crucified. I just share in his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. The life that I now live in the body, I live by faith. Mm -mm -mm. And by adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Somebody, will you just celebrate Jesus right there? Just celebrate Jesus right there. Just celebrate Jesus right there. Look at somebody and said, he did all the work for me. He did all the work for me. Yo, he did all the work. He did all the work. And I share in something that I didn't even work for. I share in something that I did not even die for. And so now I'm living in my body by faith because of what he has done. And so let's go to Matthew 16 and 24. Let's go to Matthew 16 and 24. If you would stand, we're going to read this together in standing. Let's go to the NIV. If you have the ability to stand, Matthew 16 and 24, let's go, let's go there. And we're going to go to the NIV. If you're in the chat, Go to the NIV. Matthew 16, 24, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? You still finding it? Okay, I'm going to give you a moment to find it. Matthew 16 and 24 in the NIV. Let's read it together. Are you ready? Then said Jesus to his disciples. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to read it aloud together. You ready? Then said Jesus to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, 
and follow me. Let's read that again because some people may have got lost when we were reading it together. We're in Matthew 16 and 24. Then Jesus said, I love it. Y'all were reading King James, Amplified, NIV. What was y'all reading? NIV, King James. I love it. I love it. Sit down. Thank you so much. Matthew 16, 24 says again, if you're going to be my disciple. He says, if you want. Listen, this is the thing about God that I love. He gives us a will. He gives us a choice. He says, if you're going to follow me, he didn't say follow me. He says, if I invite you, you have a choice to follow. And when you follow, you have to do a couple of things. You have to give up your own way. You have to take up your cross so you can go the way that I've gone. So we're going to jump back to Galatians 2 and 20, which means that if you're going to do that, remember, you've already been crucified. I've already been crucified, so you don't have to be crucified again, right? And so while you are following me, you have to understand that you're living in your body by faith through the crucifixion, through what I have done, the finished work, everything that you need, you have, you can rely by faith that you're able to live this life. You're able to take up your cross. You're able to deny yourself and keep following me. Today, I want to talk about a simple yet powerful word, and that is yes. A simple yet powerful word, and that is yes. Somebody say yes. We have songs about yes. We have all kind of dialogue about yes. But yes means this. It's an affirmative reply. It is also an approval or agreement. It is a consent. It is saying, yes, I will Yes, I'll go. I confirm. I agree. I consent. I looked up the etymology of yes, and this was quite fun. This is the thing about yes. Yes was never a part of the Hebrew or Greek or Bible definitions. It is actually an English word, an old English word, something that we threw in there when we did an interpretation of the Bible, a revision of it. So this is what it meant back in the day. Yes meant so be it. Yes meant so be it. And it also said that yes back in the day was yeah. Look at somebody and say yeah. That's literally what it meant back in the day. Yeah. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Is he good? Yeah. Are you blessed? So be it. All right? Uh, so, so we're going to talk about yes, which is a very simple word, but very powerful in the context of when we say it. So today we're going to talk about how we're going to say yes to the Lord as we move forward in the seasons of our lives. Now, everyone's in a different season. Everyone's actually in a different uh, maturity level, right, with Christ, meaning that some of us are newborn babes. Nothing wrong with that. Don't act like you're older if you're not. Some of us have been with the Lord, meaning that age in 
the kingdom has nothing to do with your age in the earth, all right? So I got saved um, 35 years ago. It doesn't mean that I'm 35 years old. It just means that for 35 years, I have been living in this crucified lifestyle by faith, okay? But I could be 35 years in this crucified lifestyle and not grow up because I stopped saying yes to the conditions in which God has set in his word. Look down your row and say, are you growing? Are you maturing? And they should say, yeah, yes. So, so the thing is, we can get prideful about how long I've been with Jesus all my life, but that doesn't mean anything. You can be with Jesus all your life and never grow in the truth of what you said you have been in. So if you're ever wondering, how can somebody get saved three years in, run like they're running, know what they're knowing, have revelation, and actually have more wisdom than somebody who's been saved for 40 years, that's because they have submitted a yes. They have submitted a yes to God in a way that you never did. They gave a consent when he said, hey, I need you to stop fornicating. They said, yes, Lord. When he said, I need you to stop cussing, they said, yes, Lord. Stop cussing, start blessing. Yes, Lord. A simple yes. A simple yes. A simple consent. Do you take this man to be your husband? You got to say a consent, right? You got to say yes. You can stand there all day and say, I think so. I like so. Maybe, but until you say, it don't mean nothing. So I want to say that we are talking about a yes to God. That is not about an obligation, but because of adoration. The kind of yes that God is looking for is not the kind where you're like, well, I don't want God to be mad with me. I've been believing God for my husband. Let me try to do what he's telling me to do because really I'm hoping at the end of this he's going to give me something. It's the kind that you understand that he's already given you so much that is adoration when you give a yes. Obligation is the kind of thing where your mind is involved but not your heart. The yes is a mind game. It's the kind that says, you know what, today I feel like it, so I'm going to do what God say do, and I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Okay, okay. Bishop came, and he's already harassed me. I'm going to just say yes. They asked me, can I serve, and I'm just like, all right, I'll say yes. That's a mind thing, not a heart thing. That's obligation. An obligation never lasts. It's always temporary. And so God is like, what I'm looking for are people who are in the space of an adoration when they give me a yes. 
Look up the word adoration on your device. Adoration means love, worship, deep love, worship, sincerity. That's what he's looking for. Look at somebody in the eye and say, he's expecting that from you. And then tell him back, he's expecting that from you too. They say, yes. I said, God, what do you want me to say? I'm a prophet in your kingdom. What do you want me to say? He said, just tell the people. I just need them to say yes. I don't need you to ask me why. I don't need you to seek me for the, de the details to go with it. I just need a yes. There are some components in your life that you're saying no to. Listen to, listen to what Holy Spirit said. He said, body language is really powerful. Because you may not say yes, but your body is saying yes. Your actions are saying yes. And then they can also say no. I love the Lord. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself and love me with everything. Yes, Lord. In the simplicity of those commandments, he's asking for you to give an agreement, a consent, and a reply. And though I've been saved for 35 years, I've had to say yes so many times. Anybody with me? I mean, fighting to get to the yes, knowing that God has been good and still had to fight to surrender my own stuff for the yes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So as we're moving perpetually through the different dimensions because they are not seen, but then we have the things that are seen, they, they happen to sometimes interrupt exactly the yes we should be giving. And so God says, I want you to remember that I've always, through all different generations, chosen people to give me a yes because I needed to make sure that what I had back in Genesis 1 when I created my vision for the earth and what I wanted to do, that you understood that I included you. Somebody tap themselves and say, I'm, I'm included in the big vision. I'm included in the big vision, and because I'm included in the big vision, then God is saying every day to us, hey, don't forget that my kingdom supersedes any other kingdom. It is, it is my agenda, not your agenda. It is my agenda that supersedes everything else. So therefore, even your own desires that you have, you have to surrender them over to me so that I can cultivate them to become my desires. And that can be real challenging when you want to do what you want to do. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When you want to do what you want to do, but you want God to bless it how you want to do it. And then he doesn't show up because he says, I need you to do what I want you to do how I want you to do it. A simple yes. Just the echo of a yes. The yes, that's going to speak more than you understand. You could be gone and your yes still remains. 
I'm saved today. You're saved today because Jesus said yes. You, you may not even understand what your yes looks like today because all you're thinking about is what you got to give up. Right? And somebody, somebody tries to scare us into when you say yes, you don't know what you're going to have to sacrifice. So they come with all of the whole part of it, but they don't remind you that somebody said yes, so you could say yes. Somebody's grandmama said yes. Somebody's mama said yes. Somebody's auntie said yes. Somebody said yes, so you are sitting where you are in life because somebody said yes. Somebody was willing to deny comfort, be persecuted. Listen, be misunderstood. Be misunderstood. This is the thing that we forget in our Christian walk. You're supposed to be misunderstood, boo. Oh, now you got all the God, God factor. God tell you this. God tell you that. You got to pray about everything. Now you got to pray. He's so spiritual. Has anybody ever been told that? You're so spiritual because in the moment you're making decisions, and you know why you're making decisions, you have to seek the kingdom of God, you have to seek the face of God, you have to seek the wisdom of God because you recognize that your life is not even your life and you got to go to the one that gave you life in the life that you're living in so that you can make the right decisions and when you get there, you got to hear what he has to say and sometimes what he has to say is not what you want to hear but it's what you need to hear and you got to say yes. And you've got to say yes. And it's not for them to understand your yes. They're supposed to look on the outside and be like, what, you crazy? And when they give you the title crazy, you need to switch that and say, I'm obedient and my yes is moving in the earth. My children, our children right now are blessed because of our yes. My grandchildren are blessed because of the yes. There's some things that have been turned over because of the yes. The enemy's job, oh, I feel you, Holy Spirit, is to press you back so you stop saying yes. He wants you to put on your comfy blanket, your comfy slippers. He wants you to put on everything comfortable and say, not me. Y'all go ahead. Y'all go ahead now. But there's somebody waiting for your yes. Be radical. Get up and touch somebody and say, somebody waiting on your yes. Put that in the chat. Somebody's waiting on your yes. Touch them. Look at them. Tell them somebody's waiting on your yes. Somebody's waiting on your yes. Listen, it could be me waiting on your yes. 
It could be me waiting on your yes. You could be the blessing that I've been praying about, the answer that I've been praying about, and you keep on saying no, and God say, say yes. You could be the solution. You could be holding what God has given you from eternity and not know it until you say yes. He said, I'm trying to back you up. And you said, no, I'm going to keep saying yes. I'm going to press towards the mark. This life that I'm living is not even mine. He died and gave me life. I was dead. I was dead. And he said, don't worry, Sib. I got you. I'm going to take all of that that you should have, and then I'm going to let you have what you should not have. In that Garden of Gethsemane, yes. We all, we all get them gardens. And then we all got friends that can't hang with us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, these are my community of people. I'm going into Gethsemane. And they're like, I'll see you when you get out. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't their yes that mattered. It was Jesus' yes that mattered. <laughs> It's not about the people in your surroundings saying yes with you. It's about you just saying yes. Woo! Listen, John 10 and 10. This thief, he's here. He comes every day trying to collect some stuff. Every day he comes to collect some stuff. You hear me? The thief comes only to steal and kill. He only has two agendas. He only has two agendas, to steal and to kill. Oh, sorry, three, and destroy. Steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, don't get it twisted. I come that you might have life and have it to the fullness. I'm going to break that down for y'all. Because people think that when you hear that scripture about the fullness, they're thinking, one, you have a group of people who think heaven bound, and then you have another group of people who think collections. I'm going to buy everything. I'm going to have the best house. I'm going to have the best everything. That's not what he's talking about. You can have some of those things without even having Jesus. A good strategy, some money, vision, literacy, some investment, you know, all of that. You can, you can have all of that. But he's talking about, listen. When mama and them told you that all of these generations were sick, when all of these diff different generations of people went to prison, when all of these kind of things happened, and then God said, but I called you to give you life more abundantly, that's what he's talking about. He's saying that, guess what? You're the first one of all the generations behind you that never had to go through that. Why? Because there's a yes 
that cancels it out. Why? Because the, the thief had been coming from generation to generation to generation to generation. And he said, I need to rise up somebody in a generation. And finally, he found one person to say yes. It's not that he never came in the other generations. It's that he found one to say yes. Because when I hear people tell me they come from a history of preachers, and then they tell me about the hellish life they've lived, I said, what has happened? When did you stop saying yes? When did, when, when, when did you stop say, saying yes? Oh, that's when the thief came in to kill, to steal, and destroy. And he can't come in until you stop saying yes. Listen. He can't come in until you stop saying yes. Yes to holiness. Yes to righteousness. Yes to sacrifice. Yes to seeking God. Yes to turning down your plate. Yes to praying. Yes to loving my neighbor right. Yes to forgiving people who come against me for no reason. Yes! Yes to holding my peace and not coming over there and giving you a peace. I'm tired of it. When you get tired, here he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We're in warfare. We never stop being in warfare. We're in warfare. Listen, the enemy has different tactics. God only has the same tactics. His principles always work no matter how the tactic goes when the enemy comes. God's like, listen, I'm not changing for nobody. I'm the king of kings, the Lord of lords. I created all of this. Somebody say yes. Y'all all right? So God says, listen, let me give you some people you might have forgotten. Let me get back to the right message. Okay. Woo! Let me pause real quick. I want to talk to somebody about how God is a strategist. And you don't have to understand because his ways are just not your ways, darlings. We had one, two, three, maybe four children. We have seven altogether, but we had four then. And my first experience with a really sick baby just, just shook me, just shook me. I was like, okay, I'm saved. I believe God. Okay, is the baby going to die? What's going to happen? Shook me. I had another baby, something else happened, just shook me. I went to God because he always has an answer. And I went to God and I said, God, I don't understand what's happening, what's happening, what's happening. And he started to tell me this strategy, go seek this person, go do this thing. And I just said, yes, Lord, okay, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm a new new mom. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, help me. I talked to my doctor. My doctor gave me knowledge. He gave me information. I applied it. And then I said, okay, God, now what? He said, you have the natural knowledge, the natural information, but now I also gave you spiritual benefits and spiritual blessings. 
You got to tap into both of them and make them work for you. And so I said, okay, well, what does that look like? He said, I'm about to show you. And so while he was showing me, I began to read and, and I began to study and I began to look into some things. And he said, listen, Sybil, the, the food that you're bringing home for your kids that, that tastes yummy, yummy, he said, it's killing them. And I said, what do you mean? He said, keep reading. We were the Kool-Aid gang, Hawaiian punch gang. We were the white bread gang. We loved all those things. We ate them. Why? Because the generations were feeding it to us and we just kept eating it. And so because I didn't know, and the Bible says that we perish for a lack of knowledge. And so knowledge is the kind of thing, if you never looked it up, perish means to die. And so God says, listen, stop feeding your kids these things, educate yourself, and this is what's going to happen. I said, yes, Lord. I had some mad people when I stopped making pork chops. I didn't need nobody's permission. God had given me access. My yes gave me access. Look down your row and say, your yes gives you access. Access that has always been mine, but it wasn't until I said yes that I received it. So in that moment of having seven children, we began to change, I began to change some things. Because this, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I come that you might have life more abundantly. Now the circumstances did not change right away, but I kept saying yes. Y'all didn't catch that. Sometimes you're looking for instant change because you said yes on Wednesday, and now it's Friday, and you're still seeing the thing looking like it's looking. God is not concerned about you wanting instant change. He's showing you what he can do when it keeps looking like it's looking. He says, I'm the kind of keeper in this moment. While it never changes, I'm changing you. So I kept saying yes. And I kept saying yes, and I would bring, we, we had, the, what was the oatmeal pies? Don't tell, don't, don't, oh, okay, that's my daughter being happy. Um, so we would get the oatmeal pies. I remember those. I remember when I took them away, I said, I'll make you oatmeal cookies. The kind that has real oats, real eggs, real sugar, real butter. And they looked at me and said, Mommy, we can't have that no more. And I said, no. When you say yes to life, you have to say no to death. When you say yes to life, you have to say no to death. So we've gone to the hospitals. We've gone. We've had the, the ambulance come to our house. This is years of different things, still changing. It's still doing it. But I said, God, I'm believing you. So I took the spiritual principles and I said, by his stripes, we are healed. The blood is covered. My daughter would be saying, she'd be breathing, had to go to hospital, can't barely breathe, she said. I said, what, you, what, what does the word say? By stripes, heal. I said, and say it. I know that people are going to think that your mama is mean, but I don't care. I'm saying yes to a, a dimension of healing that you're going to have the rest of your life. We had steroids. We had all kinds of stuff. I was giving folks stuff. Your kids got asthma. You want some of ours. We got so many. I'm not giving it to my kids. You can have it if you believe it. I ain't messing with your faith. I just want you to know that I got a different yes and a dimension that God has given me answers. I started getting on the saint's nerve. Y'all need to drink water. Somebody get her and sit her down. 
Start, you need to drink water. How many people been here that I told you that? You know why you need to drink water? Because it's a yes solution to the kidney and the liver. Oh, I'm, I'm right here. We always go for the spiritual part, but this is the thing about life and abundance. It's about application in every area. You can't stand in the Chick-fil-A line and get what you want to get every time, drinking everything, eating everything, and then say, God, heal me. You got to say yes to life to say no to death. Oh, it's quiet. I lost, I lost about 50 people right there. There is a generations of generations of diabetes. It's not in your DNA. It is in your application of doing the same behavior and getting the same results. It's a difference. There is an agenda. I shifted. I hear you, Holy Spirit. There is an agenda for you and your people. There is, a gen there is an agenda that the enemy has. Let me get close. There is an agenda that the enemy has. There is an agenda that the enemy has. That ignorance works in us and in our lives to destroy us. My seven children, our seven children, are healthy, strong. That same child who couldn't barely breathe was able to play soccer, able to do a lot of activities that would not have happened. I told the enemy, I said, you're not going, I ain't going to carry no nine months of folks and you're going to take them. First of all, that's, that's it right there. Nine months, 10 pounds, 10, three, 10, 10, nine, three, nine, 13. No, 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 no. I'm not going to carry them folks and you'd be like, I'm about to take one of them. And so your yes begins to cultivate some things in the spirit that you don't even see. And God begins to say, I'm an open door. I'm going to give you access. I'm going to block this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut off generational things that should never go forward. Based on the fact that you just said yes. I woke up this morning and I said, Lord, what should I wear? I took out my cute outfit. I had my cute shoes. I said, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. This kind of hair I'm going to wear, it's going to be nice. That's, thank you. That's what we do, right? Men and women. So I was washing my face, Elder Thomas. Just washing my face. I ain't asking God nothing. I ain't asking what to wear because that's not what I'm asking. He shows me this outfit I got on. I said, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. He said, you're going to tell the people to say yes, and then you're going to wear what you want to wear? Why would you get in front of people to tell them to do something that you yourself would not do? Instantly, the enemy would have had me before I got here. Now y'all like what happened to me because I done turned around and had to go home and get the outfit on because he would have been messing with everything. Yeah, listen, listen. When you say no to God, you mess with timeline. You affect people. You're not where you're supposed to be. 
You, there's a chain of reactions that you, you don't even know you have affected and infected based on the fact that you said no to God. Woo! Woo! If you weren't sitting in this chair, we wouldn't even have heard what God wanted to, us to hear today. You could have been home all day long saying it, but how's it going to affect us? That's how important you are. Look down your own and say, you is important. Tell somebody close to you, I need your yes. Who I felt that. I felt that. Nothing worse than you're in a fight. Come on, Pat. Come here. You're in a fight. Come on, Corey. You're in a fight. Y'all act like you're fighting. Act like you're fighting. You're in a fight. You're both, this is what it looks like in the spirit world, right? We just, we fighting. We together. It feel good when we together, you know, we fighting, we fighting. Blah, 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 blah. That's the, Corey, the enemy. We fighting, we fighting, we fighting. I come along and I be like, two of us can even take him out, boom. You know what, he don't see us coming, Pat. You know what, but we saying yes to what unity, how good it is that brethren dwell together, hey, in unity, right? We, we, we saying yes to unity. Now, when I get ignorant, because I'm offended, I ain't fighting. I ain't fighting the right fight. I'm now fighting, she fighting, go ahead, fight the enemy. And I'm fighting her. Because he comes to steal, he comes to kill, he comes to destroy. And while one of us keeps fighting the right fight in our yes life, then somebody else is saying yes to the wrong atmosphere. And while we're saying that, we're divided. So therefore, he's able to divide us. Come on, come on, come in between us. Now you're able to, to beat us because we're not together. Thank you. So, yes, I am my brother's keeper. That's in the box. Did y'all ever read that in the scripture? It also said that I'm supposed to, we're supposed to bear one another's burden. That's a, that's a yes. Everybody out here cutting everybody off. The enemy knows you tired, you tired, you tired, you over pat, pat, I'm just using you today, you over pat, yes, I'm over pat, and if I never talk to her again, and she never talked to me again, I'm good, but we both in the same church, oh, y'all don't want to, you don't want to uncover it so that we can have victory, so we're both in the same church, and both of us are saying yes to the devil and no to God. So he says to her, you're the one that you know there's offense against Sybil. You go because you know the Bible tells you that if you even discern that, that i got a problem with you, come to me. you got to say yes to God to come to me. And if you don't say yes to God to come to me, I feel it in the room. Then God says, this is how I, I keep the, I, the enemy keeps things going. Not that you unpacked up your, own, your, your whole house and left the whole state because ain't nobody got love in the church. Wow. Wow. 
Because Pat, who knows that I'm offended, won't come and be mature enough. She saved 40 years, I'm saved 10, and she wants to say that she trumps me because she's old in the Lord. I'm pulling down strongholds. You could be my mama's mama's mama. That don't make you mature in the Lord. And you can't get the same respect that you're demanding when you act like a five-year-old because you keep saying no to God. We're talking about growing up. My oldest is 33. I would be thrown off if he came in here acting like he was Sean's age. Sean is three and a half. Well, why are you not going to give it to me? That's going to be a problem, Josh. First, I'm not going to even put you on the altar. I'm about to tackle you. Right, because first I gotta, I'm going to have an emotional response. Just keeping it real. And then I'm going to have to seek Jesus to get over the emotional response. We're about to wrap up. Y'all all right? So let me give you a couple of benefits to your yes. I think I already threw a few of them out there. When um, a messenger, apostle, Annette Carswell was here, she talked about the glory of God. But when you say yes, you share in the glory. You share in the glory. You're, you're a glory carrier. But when you keep saying yes, there's a greater glory that comes from the trials, from the tribulations, from the things that you've gone through, right? When you tell your testimony, there's going to be a group of people who's heard it for 20 years who may act as if your testimony is still not amazing. But there's a group of people that still need your testimony. So never stop telling your testimony. Thank you for the five people who are going to give their testimony. Do you understand that the enemy doesn't want you to keep telling your testimony? You're like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm always telling my testimony. You're not always telling your testimony. That is a lie. You need to keep telling your testimony. You need to, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You need to keep telling your testimony. You need to keep telling your testimony. You need to keep telling your testimony. That is a yes in the earth. Stop trying to get deep revelation and just tell your testimony. So you share in his glory. What is another benefit? <laughs> you have an inheritance that will never spoil, fade, or perish. Listen, you, your mama and my mama and all them different people never left us no inheritance. That's okay. Stop, stop throwing the people under the bus. Stop talking about your ancestors. They didn't leave you nothing. They barely made it in history. Stop throwing them under the bus and have some respect. I got to keep it real. Y'all out here want to have stuff, and Christ already gave it to you. He said, you have a treasure in this heaven that you, you don't have to worry about. Your inheritance is so on par that you, don't, you miss it sometimes. This is the other benefit of your, of your yes. There is an operating in sonship that you get because you receive so much insight and fellowship with God where everybody don't get that. 
So every time you say yes and you draw closer to him, there's some, there's some intimate exchange that he gives you that he's not giving everybody. Man. The more you chat to Jesus, the more you and Holy Spirit go in, the more he tells you. Some of us only want to know what to eat, where to go, what to do, who's, who's our friend. But sometimes he's like, you just want to chat? Tell me what's on your heart. And he's like, let me tell you what's on mine. Man, that's that, right there, that, that place of sonship, I get to walk in the earth and I don't even have to say anything. I am this incredible light. I am this magnet that people draw to. Why are you over here? I know my boots is cute, but it ain't my boots. They're like, it's an aura about you, brother. This aura, this, this oh, I love being with you. What, what is the new word? It's your energy. You have such good energy. There's so much light coming from you. Honey, I'll take all of it. I'm not offended by it. So you operate. I get to speak a word. I don't even have to show up. The benefit of my yes is I could, I could just be like, oh, so-and-so, and so and then, you know, we got the group text, pray for so-and-so. You could speak a word from where you are. You don't even have to go nowhere. Jesus said, in my sonship, I'm able to speak a word, and it's going to manifest. Woo! Talking about benefits. Because we all need to know there are benefits. While somebody's out here trying to scare you not to say yes, I want you to know you're missing out on some good stuff. You have, you, have this, um, you have this inheritance where you are a benefactor. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. And he says, I've given everything to you. You've already inherited stuff that you're fighting to get. And so he said, but then you have this other moment where you're peace. You ever say no to God, and then you're like, I don't know what happened to my peace? Don't tell on yourself. But you say, I don't, I don't feel qualified. I don't believe that's my, I don't believe that's what I'm supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, there's this lockdown on your peace. And then you're like, I just need peace. What's happening? Where's my peace? And then you say yes. And then there's this flood of the mind of Christ and the peace of God. And last, there's this joy. There's this joy, this overwhelming, deep reservoir of joy that comes as a benefit when you say yes. Even though you're going to be persecuted, even though there's things that you're going to go through, there's a joy that you cannot explain that happens in your yes. And so, in my closing, God just wants you to give an assent, give an agreement, give a consent in the yes of your life. God bless you. Bend right now to your feet. Thanks for tuning in to another week of PHM Experience, the podcast. This is a production of Powerhouse Ministries Incorporated, located in Smyrna, Delaware, where Bishop Dwayne Bull and Pastor Sybil Bull are our senior pastors. Tune back in for another empowering sermon, class, or midweek service experience that we know is going to bless your life. As always, come the experience.